Philippians 3. Uh, if you don't have a paper Bible, there are paper Bibles spread throughout the auditorium, but every other seat or so you could grab one of those. Or you can go to sermons.church on a browser on your device and uh, look up the scriptures and fill in the blanks. Everything will be there for you, okay? Um, and to get us started today, I want to talk about my daughter, Abigail. She's in the back of the room. Everybody can gawk at her for a little bit. That'd be good. Um, but I'll talk about uh, my daughter, Abby. Some of you maybe saw on Facebook this week that this week was her 16th birthday. Um, I was not okay this week. You know, we're already sending our son off to college and whatever. And I'm like, get out. No, I'm kidding. Um, but like, I'm, I'm like, it's like, it's just, I don't know, he's my firstborn, those kind of things. But man, my daughter turning 16, it kind of wrecked me this week. I, I was just not okay. Um, I don't know how she grew up this fast. These are a couple pictures of her. Oh my gosh, look at that sweet kid, right? Um, look at those blue eyes, man, come on. That right, right there is why I'm like scared as a dad right there. Um, so, and it was her 16th birthday. Now, I was thinking about as I was, was starting to work on the teaching. Okay, you got to get the cute pictures off the screen because otherwise everybody won't listen to me. Um, so, I was thinking about her this week just because, again, I just wasn't okay and there was 16 those kind of things. But I was thinking about the fact that, of course, most people uh, equate 16 with driving, right? With driving. And so, uh, she's having her permit for the last couple of months and those kind of things. And, um, and it's interesting because she's now our second child to learn how to drive. And, uh, uh, but... As we walk through this with Elijah, you know, you guys have done this, parents, you've done this, right? Like, it can get a little challenging, like, they're a little timid, they're a little this, they're a little overcautious, or maybe they're too fast, or whatever. And so we, we expected some of those kind of things, but Abby is actually a little less, uh, is a little more timid, a little less uh, excited to kind of get behind the wheel of the car. Now, she'll do it, and she does fairly well when she does that, those kind of things, but she's not very aggressive of, like, saying, hey, I need to drive. She has, like, 40 hours of driving to get in, so before she get her license, and uh, her mom and I don't like to be the taxi for everything, so we want her to get her license, you know, those kind of things. And so we t I told her the other week, I said, hey, listen, like, you need to, you need to, like, speak up. Like, when we get in the car, right, you need to tell me, like, hey, dad, I need to drive, because I'm just thinking about where we got to go, all kind of stuff. So you got to get it. Now, Elijah, when we taught him how to drive, I mean, that kid was like, we go into Meyer, it's like two minutes down, I'm driving, right? Like he was ready. Now he's a firstborn, look, it's firstborn tendencies, but Abby's a little less timid. And so I was sharing with her that she's got to do this because listen, like she's got to own this. Like I, I can't do this for her. Like she's got to own this. It's her hours. It's her responsibility. And so she has to take the lead if she wants to learn. I was sharing with that, her that day. And by the way, she stepped up. She started doing it now. Those kind of, she drove a little bit to Indianapolis uh, this over the weekend, this weekend, Friday and Saturday. So she's doing that. But essentially, she's got to lead the way, okay? Abby's got to lead the way. And I use that to start today because we are currently in a series. It's been here the last couple of weeks called Unstuck Experiencing Wisdom's Breakthrough, where we're actually journeying through the book of Philippians in the Bible, seeking to get unstuck or stay unstuck, experiencing wisdom's breakthrough that is in the book of Philippians, experiencing that in our lives. And this week, we're going to be looking at chapter three, where the apostle Paul, again, who's the writer of the book of Philippians, in his letter to uh, the, the church in Philippi, he gives some insight to us and to them, uh, sort of like I did with Abby, the value of uh, taking the lead to learn. Like, like Abby had to, like, she wants to learn how to do this. She wants to get her license. She's got to take the lead in that because it's her thing to do. So it's our responsibility, our actions, some things we should do and focus on in order to make things move forward in our lives. Um, get our driver's license, if you will, like Abby, okay? And, uh, and so uh, to truly take the lead, which leads me to our title this morning. Our title is Unstuck, Learning to Lead Yourself. And uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about two specific things that we see in Philippians chapter 3 where Paul, that, that Paul discusses in his letter that showcases what 
unstuck people can and should do in order to more lead, take the lead in their life. Which, by the way, I think this is uh, a highly practical teaching for all of us. Um, and so just, uh, I would just encourage you to be, uh, have your ears and eyes and heart open this morning because I think there might be some things for you that God might have for you specifically today. Okay, so let's take a look at it. Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse 10. Paul says, it's probably a familiar chunk of scripture to many of you. He says this, starting in verse 10 of chapter 3. He says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And so, somehow, attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. That's starting to probably sound familiar to many of you. Verse 13, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things, and if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Last verse, verse 16, only let us live up to what we have already Attained. And so a few things from Paul in these verses that truly are meant to kind of shape our understanding of the value of really and regularly leading ourselves in order to move forward, to not get stuck or, or to, to stay stuck, to actually see breakthrough in our life. And so I want to point those out to you today. Uh, but before I do that, I want to uh, actually pray. So if you would pray with me, and then I'll give you a couple things to write down and think about. So God, we... Uh, there's so much to give you praise for today. I, just, I thank you so much for Ryan and Sarah and Kyler as they uh, come uh, to be part of this church family. And God, we get a chance to um, bring him in as a pastor at our church and what things, kingdom things you're gonna do uh, as a result of him being part of this church family. I'm just I'm excited to see, and I know they are too. So we're grateful for that. We're grateful for an opportunity to come and to, to spend time in singing and worshiping you, God. You are beyond worthy of what we even gave you this morning. We also thank you for the, the Bible that can speak to us and, and teach us some things. And so we just pray that as we turn our attention towards that now, um, in this particular chunk of scripture in Philippians chapter three, I pray, God, that you would do something supernatural among us. God, because if you don't show up, Holy Spirit, and do something in us, then it'll be a waste of time for us to be here today. But if you can teach us something, encourage us, maybe challenge us in some way, and we can walk out of here with a better uh, grasp of what you want from us from our life and actually live that, man, it'll be well worth it. So do that. We want to just give this entire teaching and the rest of our time together to you, Lord Jesus. And we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, we have two points today. You can write this first one in on your handout. Unstuck people take the lead in their life by, number one is regularly taking aim. And this can be a highly practical teaching today. So regularly taking aim. And what I... <clears throat> Sorry, what I mean by that is that is the systematic setting of goals. We're going to talk about goal setting today, all right? Um, so again, highly practical. Uh, essentially, uh, the people who would like lead unstuck lives, live unstuck, are, are regularly setting goals. If you probably caught it when I was reading the text, but there's twice where Paul uses the actual word goal in our text. Verse 12 is the first time. It says, not that I have already uh, obtained all this or have arrived at my, here it is, my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. In the verse 14, he says, I press on 
towards the goal. There it is again, to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So Paul is alluding here uh, to, to the value of goals, pressing on towards goals, taking a hold of them. In a letter, again, we're, we're reminded of this, this is a letter that he was addressing a series of ideas, right? I mentioned this the first week. He's addressing a series of ideas to showcase how our life should be a lived expression of Jesus's story. That's kind of the purpose of the book, okay? I find it significant that he talks, that goals is part of the dialogue, Right? So our life to be lived as an expression of Jesus' story, he talks about goals. That, that's significant to me. So to Paul, experiencing breakthrough involves leading ourselves by setting some goals. Now, being true to the text, right? he's specifically speaking of spiritual goals. Right Here, again, if you look at verse 14, he says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize. Here it is, for which God has called me, heavenward in Christ Jesus. And then that's a God goal, right? And then verse 14, I'm sorry, uh, verse 10. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. So it says, know and participate and become like Jesus. Paul is speaking of and pretty serious about his spiritual goals. I mean, I'd say that they're pretty serious because that last part didn't stop by just saying, right, becoming like him, right? But it said becoming like him, what, in his death, right? willing to lose it all for the sake of kingdom things in Jesus. And so that, that's some serious spiritual goals. By the way, it, it's, a, it's a mindset that if we're following Jesus, if we have a relationship with Christ, it's a mindset that we are actually called to take on as well. We're, we're not supposed to be willy-nilly in this whole thing. That's a biblical term, by the way, willy-nilly. All right, and we're not supposed to be willy-nilly in this whole thing. We're supposed to actually have goals and really strive after things, have some spiritual goals. And so I was thinking this week, I wonder what yours are. I wonder, mine, like, do, I, do, do you have them? Do, do we have them? Or are we just kind of willy-nillying it? Because I'll just be honest with you, I think that it's very easy to willy-nilly spiritual things. Right? So what are, what are our spiritual goals? And, and so Paul is specifically speaking of spiritual goals here, but, but I, I want to kind of broaden out the topic this morning, and, and, and I want to include that, but I also want to broaden out, because I think that the concept can, uh, can be transferred Right. Also, to other things like goals, like life goals and career goals and athletic goals, academic goals, living. You know, if we, like those things that you want to live up to your God-given potential. Because by the way, God has put things in you that He wants you to live up to. Or like relational goals, or financial goals, physical goals, honoring God in those areas of our lives. By the way, He will, He wants you to honor Him physically, financially, and all of those things. Because let's be real, right? Like, let's just, if we're just being really honest with each other, right? Nobody wants to fail in those areas, right? I mean, nobody seeks out to, to, to be in their life and go, yeah, I really hope that my finances are just in the tank this week. <laughs> nobody wants that, right? Nobody wants their relationships to be messy. Nobody wants their, their spiritual life to be messy. But, but the reality is, is oftentimes, right, uh, if we don't have goals, guess what's going to end up in our lives? If we don't have spiritual goals, then we're going to probably have a messy spiritual life. If we don't have financial goals, right, we're probably going to have messy finances, if we're, uh, messy marriage goals, or those kind of things. It's, it's the way it's going to be. It's the, we, you probably heard this saying before. Zig Ziglar says, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every single time. Right? If you don't aim for nothing, you're going to hit nothing. Right? So basically what that saying is without goals, you, you and I won't get anywhere. Now, I know some of you are like, man, you're getting really excited about goals. Because I, I don't know about you, but don't we want to make progress in life? Like, I don't think there's a human being on the planet that doesn't want to make progress in life. And so goals are just part of that. Like, we have to shoot for something. We have to aim for something in order to get somewhere. And, and, and not just setting goals, because how many of you know that we can set goals and then they can just sit on a shelf? Right? 
But go back to the text. It says we got to keep these in right in front of us. It says in verse 12 of the text, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I what? Press on to take hold of it. I, I got to strive towards it, right? Verse 13, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Forgetting some stuff, because by the way, we can get hung up on that stuff, and then straining towards what we're shooting for. And then in verse 14, I press on towards the goal. So it's not just about setting goals, but it's about, about keeping them in front of us, pressing, straining to meet them. And so I was thinking about my life, and I, was, uh, I actually have just recently set a new workout goal. Um, uh, I know you can tell I work out. I know. Some of you are like, yeah, no, that ain't happening. All right. Um, so I, I just set a new workout goal. And so some of you know, like for the last year or so, I've been trying to go to the gym more, those kind of things. And when I would go to the gym, uh, I would just, uh, when I first started going to the gym, I would go and I would ride the spin bike for about 30 minutes. And then I would go, because we go to Beacon Health and there's a hot tub. So I, I, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to treat myself after I get done with this bike ride. So I ride for 30 minutes and then I go sit in a hot tub for 30 minutes. And that was kind of it. And so just recently, like, uh, I, I was like, you know, I, I feel like I've got, got that conquered. I feel like I need a new goal. And so I started to uh, have a goal of, of doing some push-ups and sit-ups uh, in, my, in my workout. So I would do uh, a set of 10 before, 10 sit-ups, 10 push-ups, and I'd ride. And then I'd do 10 sit-ups, 10 push-ups. And, uh, and ultimately, like, I did that pretty easy. Like, it, was, it wasn't too hard. So I feel, I feel like, okay, I need to kind of press on a little bit. And so I, I actually start, set a goal that I wanted to do 50 uh, push-ups and sit-ups. And so I was going to do, uh, so I started doing 15. And I was like, okay, I can do that. That was a little hard at first, and I, I did well. And, and I'm currently at the place where I'm doing 20 before, 20 push-ups and sit-ups before I ride. I ride, and then 20 push-ups uh, and push-up uh, sit-ups before I, uh, after I ride. And I will tell you this. By the way, my goal is to get to 50, right? I will tell you this. Uh, push-up 18, 19, and 20, like, I, it's hard. Now, some of you, like, if, you know, like, uh, Where's my friend Troy? He's probably out in the atrium. Like, you know, Troy can do them with one pinky, you know, like that, like that kind of thing. But like, you know, but like really, like I get to 18, 19, and 20, man, and like my stomach is tight. Like at one point, like I was, <laughs> after I did my sit-ups, I was laying on the floor and my stomach was like spasming. Um, that's how much I haven't done sit-ups in years, right? Those kind of things. And so I'm on, my, on this goal to, to 50, right? And so my thought was like, as, as I'm going through this, like, okay, because by the way, I could stop. Right, like I can, okay, I, I, hit, I wasn't doing any, and man, I'm doing, I'm doing 40 push-ups now. I'm doing 20 at a time, two sets of 20. Like I could just say, that's good enough, and I'm done. But, but the reality is I have a goal of getting to 50, right? And, and so, and by the way, now I just told the whole church, so there's that, all right. Um, so like, again, there's no pain, there's no gain. And so I was just thinking about that this week because I have, I have something I'm shooting for, and by the way, I'm confident that I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there, Right? And so there's, there's no stuckness coming my way in regards to that because, because no, like, I, I, I'm taking the lead. I, I'm setting a goal and then what I want to do. Again, folks, the, the reality is, is and, and I'm not going to say that you have to have, like, workout goals to this week, okay? But what I will say this is, that can I tell you that, that I could easily sit over here and just ride my bike, do my life, put my head down, those kind of things, and, and get nowhere. But with a goal, it's so easy to just fall asleep in life and just do stuff. Right, and so maybe you, uh, maybe for you, I had a list of things. So maybe it's not a physical thing. Maybe it's, maybe it is a spiritual goal. Maybe maybe you're like Paul, and, and uh, like he's talking about here, and you need to get up early, x amount of days a week, and pray. Like 
You need to come up with a prayer room, and you need to get in that prayer room, and you need to go after it. Somebody, or maybe you need to read your Bible at least five days a week, working towards all seven, you're going to read your Bible. Starting maybe, uh, I know a few weeks ago I talked about starting the Bible project, or maybe uh, the Bible recap podcast, and you, you're going to start those things. And so maybe you, you have a spiritual goal that you need to go after. Or maybe, um, again, continuing this, maybe it's an athletic goal, and you want to run a specific distance under a certain time. By the way, those of you who run, I'm going to pray for you after the service. Okay. Um, I don't understand running. So, but, but, maybe, but maybe you, maybe you want to do that. Maybe you want to run and, and like it, it's your, it's your like push up and sit up goal. Like you want to run a certain, you want to run a mile under eight minutes, or maybe you want to make so many points uh, per game in your basketball team, or maybe uh, those students in the room, maybe, uh, maybe you're a college student or a high school, middle school student, maybe you want to have an academic goal and you want to have a certain level of GPA. Or you want to get all A's again, living up to God, God's given potential for you. Or maybe it's a career goal. I was thinking, maybe you want to lead your team. The goal is you want to lead your team through that initiative or uh, you want to get the promotion. You want to, maybe even you want to go, gosh, I think in 2024, I want to be the owner of my own business. Maybe it's a financial goal and you want to pay off your credit cards in the next six months. Or, or becoming 100% debt-free. By the way, that's pretty awesome when you can become 100% debt-free. We're not there yet, but we want to get there. Or, or maybe you want to uh, start uh, uh, tithing and giving 10% of your income to God through the church and honoring God. Just, you wanna, the goal is you want to honor God with your finances. You want to be debt-free. You want to do that stuff. Maybe it's a physical goal, and you want to, uh, I know some of you have got some medical things, and, and maybe you want to, you my goal is I'm going to get through physical therapy, and I want to start walking again, or I want to start running again. Maybe it's a relational goal, and you want to be bold enough to get out of your comfort zone in the next three months this summer, and you want to meet, you by, by the end of the summer, you want to have two new friends. By the way, I think that's a pretty awesome goal. And, and, and by the way, I, I have a goal of, uh, of trying to create some relationships this uh, summer. Um, we had two new families move in uh, to our neighborhood, like one's two houses down and one's across the street and down about three, and I have a goal this summer, and by the way, they're brother and sister. Um, which is interesting that somebody chose to do that. Um, but, but I want to meet them, and I want to I get to know them. They have like a slew of kids, by the way. So like we love kids, Lee and I, and so we're excited about So at the end of the summer, I have a goal to go, okay, I got to make enough space in my, in my schedule to make sure I go and meet my new neighbors and build relationships. What I'm trying to get at with this whole thing is that I think that this is important. This, this goal-setting thing is really important. Consistently aiming for something if we're actually going to get somewhere. Paul even wraps it up in our text after talking about the value of goals, right, and, and highlighting the significance of forgetting the past and straining on towards the goal. He says this uh, about the things that we're aiming for in verse 15. He says, all of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. He's, he says, you want to get unstuck? You want to live unstuck? You want to experience breakthrough? Grow up, Matt. Set some goals. Okay, that's a kick in the pants. But, but I think it's a good one, right? Because again, it's easy to just walk through life. And not have goals, right? Systematically setting these goals. So, I brought up two questions in my mind this week as I was working on this, um, and they'll come up on the screen. The first one is this. What's one goal I have? You can write this down on your handout. What's one goal I have that I need to take more seriously? And I thought about this one because I think, again, we can set goals, right? And we can have those goals, but then they just sit on a shelf. So, what's one goal you actually have? And I want you to think about this because I'm going to actually have you do something with this in a minute. I want you to write something down on your handout today. I didn't give you a, a space to do that, but write something down on your handout today. What's one goal that you have? And it could be emotional, relational, physical, financial, spiritual, whatever it may be. What's one goal that you have? that it's there, it's sitting there, but it's on a shelf and you need to take more seriously. I want you to write something on your handout today. And if you don't know like what the actual goal is, maybe it's in an area. Maybe it's just, hey, financially, we've got, 
we've got to take finances more seriously. Or maybe it's my, my marriage, or, or maybe it's, it's my spiritual life. Wh- whatever. It's like, put something, write something on your hand out today, okay? Because I think this is going to be really practical for us today. So what's one goal that I have that I need to take more seriously? And then the second one is this. What's one goal I should have that I don't? Because again, I think that it's easy to live life without goals, And so I want you to also write something down on your handout for that today. What's one goal that you know that you should have, but you don't have it? And today might be the day uh, that you actually say, okay, this is going to be the, I'm going to finally set this goal on, I'm going to go after it. What's one goal? And again, if you don't know the the specifics, maybe it's just the area. But I think these are two questions, because can I tell you that, go ahead and leave those up there for just a second if you would. Can I tell you, if we actually uh, consider these questions and we write something down um, for each one of them, can I just tell you that I think that that could start the process of us getting unstuck? <laughs> Identifying that stuff. Maybe, maybe some, for some of you, it might be just in a place where you've been stuck for a few days or a few weeks, but maybe some of you, some of the things that you might write down on there, that it might get you unstuck in places you've been stuck for 10 years, 20 years. So here's what I was thinking this week. I was, I was thinking that um, uh, sometimes we, we just desperately need to be reminded of this. So I hope that today's just a reminder for you. But sometimes uh, we just need to be reminded because uh, here's the truth. You talk to yourself. Right? We all do. Now, some of you talk too much to yourself. And it's a little weird. Okay? But, but we all talk to ourselves, don't we? We, we have that inner voice, Right? And, and, and likely you already know you, 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 that you haven't been taking aim in a certain area of your life. You, you have it in your head. Even when I said it, it came to your mind. You already know because you've, you've talked to yourself a hundred times about that. I've talked to myself a hundred times about that. And so maybe, maybe it's time to make, uh, stop making excuses of why uh, you, you stop pursuing that goal or maybe ex- uh, excuses of why you, you're not doing it and just go after it. Like today's gonna be the day because he, here's, here's my hope. My hope today is that like I can inspire you through the scripture to actually then to either take a goal more seriously or set a goal and ultimately your lives would change. That'd be good, Right? Like, let, let's change our lives. And, and also, and sometimes it's just putting some definition by where we want to go, and that in itself might actually give us that little nudge to get there. So, somebody's not happy. All right. Um, so here's what I want you to do. All right? So I hope that you wrote something down. If you didn't write something down, write something down. Think about it. And again, it can be general. It can be specific. Whatever you want to do. Because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to... Here's what I know about goal setting and, and doing this. If you keep it to yourself and it's only in your head, it's possible that it might not happen. But if you share it with somebody, it's more than, like, it, it doubles in opportunity to actually achieve it. So I want you to, to, and it can be somebody that you're sitting right next to, but I would like you to share at least one. You don't have to share both of those things. Can you bring those uh, questions up one more time, Deacon? Um, so I want you to share either one, uh, one of these. Don't do both because I'm only giving you about 60 seconds. But I want you to share with somebody next to you the one goal that you need to take more seriously or the one goal that you need to start that you don't have, okay? I want you to take 60 seconds. Third, one person share for 30 seconds, tell the, theirs to you, and then you tell the other person yours, and then we'll kind of come back together, okay? Ready? Go. Do it now. 60 seconds. Tell somebody what your goal is. Ready, go. 60 seconds. I'm going to set my watch. Set timer. 60 seconds.
Make sure you switch. <clears throat> All right. Finish up about 15 seconds. Okay. So honestly, it seems like things are kind of dying down, those kind of things. That's okay. Thanks for doing that. Uh, and I know for you introverts in the room, Leah's like, I'm tired of doing this kind of stuff. But, but here's the reality, folks. The church family should be a place where we can actually share these things because our job as a church family is to push each other to greater things. Right? That's our job together. By the way, like, I, I, we have a saying that I, I actually quote myself because, you know, why not? But like I often said, when we started the church, I said, you know, it almost doesn't matter what we do as long as we build environments where we can build relationship with each other and Jesus is in the center. And the reality is Jesus, we're trying to put Jesus in the center of this church. And the environment, folks, is where we can actually share these kinds of things. And hopefully you can be pushed on to greater things. That, that's the desire, right? And I can be pushed on to greater things. And so here's my hope by, by doing what you just did is that, again, I hope that the needle is going to move. Uh, so I made a list. Spiritually, that some of the spiritual goals that you just discussed with somebody, that the, the needle will move. Or physical goals, as, that were, as they were talked over, that the physical needle will move. The relational needle will move. Relational goals that were thrown out, out there, they'll, they'll move. Financially, as a desire for financial freedom was put on the ta- table, that the needle will move, and the list would go on and on and on and on, Right? I hope we just moved the needle, truly, because again, some of you know that our vision for 2023, a part of it is that we will gain grit so we can cast a net, right? So we gotta, we gotta get gritty. We gotta, we gotta get some of this stuff figured out. And by the way, part of getting gritty means we gotta have something we're shooting for. We gotta have some goals. And here's the interesting thing about this idea of, um, about getting uh, gritty is that um, nobody can do it for you. You have to do it. I, I've actually, I think I've shared in the last few weeks that like there are certain t- people in my life that I, gosh, I just wish I could just wrangle them up and make them do stuff, right? Because I see the path of destruction they're on and, and I tell them that and, and, and lovingly and all those kind of things and they just, they just keep, so like I can't, we can't, I can't wrangle you. You can't wrangle anybody else. You got, you got to be willing to do this thing yourself. And so the idea is, will you, will you bring this in to your life um, and actually put, put practically aim for something, go after it, those kind of things. I hope that you will. And so that's our first thing today. Unstuck people take the lead in their life by regularly taking aim. Second thing you can fill this in. Unstuck people take lead in their life by keeping the weight off. By keeping the weight off. All right, and what I mean by that is, I mean uh, not losing traction, okay? Not losing traction. That's what people who, who remain unstuck, they don't lose traction. And it says in verse 15 and 16 of the text, it says, all of us then who are mature should take such view of things, and if on some point that you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. And then here it is, only let us live up to what we have already attained. Basically, Paul is saying here, so don't get comfortable, don't get complacent, don't lose ground. That's what Paul is saying. The picture that I used for this particular point is from a show that I was a contestant from one of the shows a few years ago called The Biggest Loser. Anybody Biggest Loser fans back in the day? I, we were huge fans, like the first couple seasons, we were watching every episode, those kind of things. Um, but uh, I used it for this point because uh, likely that you are, are aware of this already, but uh, on average, participants from The Biggest Loser regain about 70% of the weight that they lost. 
all right, even the winners. And mostly because, right, like, and most of it's because, like, the lifestyle they live on the ranch where they're eating all, like, by the way, they have, like, a health chef, like, making food for them every day, and they're working out multiple times a day. Like, that's not realistic, right? Like, living a life when they go back to their real world and they have children that they've got to take care of and they need to go to run to McDonald's or grab chicken nuggets, right? Or those kind of things, or, or life gets busy, those kind of things, and you can't work, you can't get to the gym. Like, that's just, it's not realistic, right? And so they lose traction, which I know that all too well. Uh, and so I'm putting myself in a vulnerable place this morning, all right? Um, but some of you know about 10 years ago, I lost about 95 pounds. Now, I've regained about 40 of those pounds. So I'm still ahead of the game, which is awesome, right? I'm 55 pounds lighter than I was, but the reality is, is I lost traction. And, and, and I'll tell you the reason why I lost traction is because, you know, like, I'm already sending my son off to college, right? And when you, you send somebody off to college, they get what they call the freshman 15. You know that, right? Uh, well, planting a church does the same thing. It does, all right? And, and so, like, over the course of the last probably five years, like, I've started to kind of just put on a little bit more of this weight. And, and, and so, uh, some of you know that back at the beginning of 2022, uh, I, I really felt like the Lord was kind of pushing me, and I was like, okay, I've, I've lost some traction. i got to regain ground. And so, I started to go to the gym, and I started to work out. And, uh, but again, working out and going to the gym doesn't help if you just eat like crazy, right? And so, I, I started to kind of eat a little more low-carb, some of those kind of things. But essentially, what's in my brain, it's not because, like, I mean— Let's be real, like I have pretty good self-confidence, so I think I look great. I look better than my twin brother. All right, but, but like I, I have great self-confidence, right? So it's not about my self-confidence. Some of you disagreed with that, okay. Um, so I've, it's not about that, but I think what's been driving me is because I'm supposed to honor God with this. And, and, and so, like, at the end of the day, if I've lost traction, then I have lost some honoring of God that I, that I should have been honoring that I didn't. And, and, I've, uh, and, and Paul tells me to not lose traction and, and, and to live up to what I've already attained. And so the reality is I'm trying to live up to what I already obtained. At my lightest, by the way, I was 151 pounds. Now, some would say that uh, I looked sickly. Um, so I probably needed to gain a little bit more weight. But, but the reality is I, I, I want to gain back what traction I had. And I had a couple of other trains of thought again, so I don't want you to come out here and go, Matt's just talking about weight. Um, uh, by the way, some of you, it might be your thing about weight, but maybe it's not. I thought about uh, a couple other trains of thought, like um, Lee and I were discussing this this week as I was working on this, and it was like, it'd be like uh, an Olympic athlete going to the Olympics, and maybe they didn't get gold, or uh, maybe they got bronze even, right? And so they're going, but it'd be like them uh, on the off season, right, not working out. By the way, if they don't work out in the offseason, guess what? They're probably not going back to the Olympics, right? right? That's just the reality, right? They've got, they've got to stay consistent, right? Or I was thinking about, like, if, if uh, I talked about the value of being, I, we so desire to be debt-free in our life at some point, right? And so if, if you pay off all your credit cards and then you go on a vacation and put everything on a credit card, that doesn't make sense, right? You're going backwards, Right? So that's the concept here, right? And Paul, what Paul is doing, and pretty directly, I might add, he's saying here in the text that once you've make, made headway in things that we're aiming for, the goals that we've set, don't let that what you have gained slip away. Unstuck people take the lead in their life by doing so, not losing traction, staying disciplined, which means, by the way, it probably won't be a quick fix. Man, we like quick fixes in this life. It probably won't be a quick fix. It's going to mean that there's going to be a significant shift and life change that's going to have to happen in our lives for us to be able to have sustained traction and not go backwards. And so I was thinking like uh, another list of things. So like if you go back to school, right, you're like, hey, I'm going to go back to school. 
you have to do more than a few classes. Because you know how many people go back to school and do a few classes and then quit? If you want to actually get your degree, you got to. I was thinking about Tyler. Some of you guys know Tyler Moonstead a lot. Like the man just graduated. I'm so excited for him. Tyler was not in my notes. Uh, but I'm so excited. He worked his tail off for that, right? He could have just gone in. He, by the way, it was, last year was really challenging for Tyler. He could have just said, I'm done with these three classes. I'm just, I'm just done. But he had to stick it out. He had to go the long haul. Or I was thinking about uh, if your marriage needs transformation, only a few marriage counseling sessions are not going to cut it. And you know how many people go to a few marriage counseling sessions and then quit? Or I was thinking like if, if, uh, if your finances are messed, it's great that you create a budget, but you have to use it. You have to fill in, by the way, there's apps now that do this stuff. You actually have to fill in where you spend money and when you spend money, because otherwise you don't know where your money is going and then you end up in a deficit, right? Or I was thinking about, uh, like, if you, uh, if you deal with sadness and loneliness, even depression, isolating yourself is only going to drive those feelings deeper and deeper. To not go backwards, you need to make sure that you're not alone, if that makes sense. If we want, and we desire to get spiritually or physically fit, uh, and I, I don't know, man, I've, I've done this, right? Like, we're like, okay, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to go work out every week, and every, week this, uh, every day this week, I'm going to work out at the gym. And then uh, all that does, and because we don't do it the next week, right, is we just end up with sore muscles, right? And we can do that spiritually, like, oh, I'm going to go after I'm going to read my Bible every day, and we do it for seven days. And then, yeah, maybe we get filled up for that, but it, it's not going to last. We, by the way, it, you might have heard the, 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 the phrase before that spiritually we leak. It's like, an air, it's like a balloon, right? We leak air. That's why we need to continue to be filled up by the Holy Spirit. And so here's what we need. You can actually fill this in on your handout. We need consistency over time. Well, that's what give us the results. Now, some of you know this, right? This, I'm, I'm not giving you anything that's like hallelujah chorus stuff, right? We need consistency over time to get results. And so we have to focus on keeping the weight off, maintaining and building on what's already been achieved, not just seeing the goal, but where we are too. We've got to see where we are. Um, actually, when I was working on this teaching this week, I was thinking about um, the kings of Israel. Um, and it's interesting, as you do a little research, there were 39 kings that reigned over Judah and Israel combined. And listen to this, of the 39 kings, only eight were good kings. Only eight. You can bring up that list. This is the only eight kings that were good. By the way, I love the first one, Jehoshaphat. Um, and so this is my thought this week as I was thinking about these kings of Israel so many times, so many times as we look at the Old Testament, the kings of Israel, the king that took power forgot the traction that the king before him had made. He made uh, it was so much, like there was some good stuff going on. They were following God. Things were happening and they were in the great graces of God and they forgot the traction because some of it was power, Right? Now, there were some times, right, where there was a good king to a good king, but it was goodness in all the kings was pretty rare. And Paul, with the context of knowing this, knowing that that didn't work out well for the people of God overall, he warns the Philippians, and he warns us, I think, to be focused on maintaining and building what's already been achieved. Live up to what we've already attained. Not just see the goal, but what we've, uh, been, where we've been and where we are too. There's actually a proverb, some of you know this proverb, Proverbs 26, 11, that says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. By the way, have you ever had a dog and they puke and then they eat it? Yeah, you should be repulsed by that, by the way. But can I tell you folks, we do that. We do that as human beings. 
And we think it's gross when the dog does it, but human, he, our human nature does that kind of stuff. And it's foolishness. Paul is saying here that it's foolish to lose traction where we've already been. It's much more value in sticking it out. And so I know, like, you're probably thinking, okay, man, I'm tracking with you, but that's not easy. You're right. It's not easy. And so uh, I think it's, it's hard, and we got to keep uh, pressing into that. But I, will tell you, I want to tell you two practical things that I think that will make it easier. Okay, and you can write these in on your handout today. First one is this, make realistic room. You want to not lose traction in your life? Make realistic room. And what I mean by this is I mean that you need to practice the art of saying no. Somebody just said yes. That's funny. <laughs> uh, I think that we folks that, that in our culture today, people say yes more than they say no. And because they say yes, then their lives are crazy. Their lives are stressed. And so we need to practice the art of no. Like, actually, just do, do a self-assessment for, on yourself for just a minute. Uh, don't have to shout it out loud. But think, like, if, if we all had dance, like, how well do you say no? I think most of us, percentage-wise, most of us would go, mm, not good at that. Because we're people pleasers, right? We people please, don't we? Right? We, we do, well, I don't want to go to that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. And yet we say yes anyways because we feel like that's what they want us to do. And so I know that so many of you, like, uh, I, I, I think I can kind of balance that a little bit. Uh, sometimes I can get out of balance with that. But I think some of you, you know that that's you. And so maybe that's where you need to start is make a realistic room in your life. Because here's what happens. When you say no to something, then what that does is it gives you an opportunity to actually focus on your goals rather than be wrapped up in somebody else's life. Does that make sense? Give me a head nod if that makes sense. Tracking with me? Okay. It actually says in Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under, he- under the heavens. We have to realize that that says there is a time for everything. There's not time for everything. Right? There is a time, but there is not time for everything. And so we need to make sure that we have room to focus on our goals and not lose traction. Second thing then you could fill this in is uh, to not lose traction is be audaciously vulnerable. Be audaciously vulnerable. And the word audacious, I looked up this week, it actually means a willingness to take surprisingly bold risks. So what I'm, I'm, I'm getting at here is I want you and me to be audaciously vulnerable. Take bold risks and tell people what you're shooting for. That's why I actually had you share in just a little bit ago, right? Tell people what you're shooting for, what your goals are spiritually, emotionally, relationally, financially, whatever it is, right? Share that, but also don't just share that. Share when you're struggling. I'm gonna gonna get a little uh, riled up probably for a minute. Folks, I am so sick and tired of the church being good all the time. Because what do we do, right? We come in the door. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? And the reality is, right? The reality is, is that some of you, you're not good right now. And you need to be willing and audaciously vulnerable to tell the church family that you're not good. Because we have some people, I know, because again, I'm privy to information. We have some people right now that are going through crap in their life. But can I tell you the thing that frustrates me so much is then when I, when I found out afterwards that somebody was going through that and they never shared it with the church family so we weren't able to lift them up, care for them. So can I say this, folks, can we be real? Can we just be a church family that's real? Some of you know me, I'm kind of, I'm this guy here, but I'm the guy down there too. I'm the guy at my house. I try, I'm trying to be the same guy everywhere and I, I share my weaknesses, my faults, all that kind of stuff. Some of you tell me all that way too much, but I, I share all that stuff. 
right? Because I want to be real with you. I don't want to be some guy up here just that has it all together because y'all know that I don't. Let's be real with each other. It made me think about, when I actually mentioned that in my notes, made me think about a social media platform that just has emerged in the last year or so called Be Real. How many of you guys are Be Realers? Anybody Be Realers? A couple of you guys, in the, it's all the young adults. All right. Um, so if you guys don't know what this is, I, I think this is a really cool media platform. Now, I'm not on it because I don't want one more social media to, to manage. But here's the reality. It's a photo app sharing uh, situation where basically at a certain time during the day, uh, you, you get the notification that it's time to be real, all right? And during that time to be real, you take a picture of whatever you're doing that day. What, during that time, right, you take a picture, and, and there's dual camera things, so you can see what other people are doing, and they can see what you're doing, those kind of things. The idea is to get a real-life photo of what you're actually doing, because what happens with social media, we all put our best on social media, right? So what you do with Be Real, you actually do whatever you're doing that day. So there have been times where I've been on Tyler's, where like we're sitting, we were sitting out at the table eating lunch, and it's time to be real, and you could snap a photo, right? Those kind of things. And, and, and what I love about it is that you, you have to post within two minutes to see everybody else's be real. So like, it's like real time, like what you're doing. You can't, you can't wait, right? You got to post, those kind of things. It's the idea of being real. And if I can, if I can kind of trans transition this to what, what I'm trying to get at here is that, that um, I love the fact that, we, that, that in the moment you're just being real. And sometimes it includes like friends and family and those kinds of things. You're around, those kind of things. I think we need more of that in our life. Rather than just showing up our, our like uh, highlight reels, right? Let's just be real with each other. Let's come in here and go, yeah, you know, I had a, I mean, it's sunny outside. I'm having a great day today. I'm good. But can I tell you that there's been some weeks in over the last few months, some of you know this, right? That I've not been good. And I don't want to put a face on here. This is a good scripture. Paul, by the way, 2 Corinthians, you can start playing whenever. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 11, 30. If I must boast, look at this, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. But can I say, we don't live like that? We don't. And, and I want to be a church, by the way. I want to be a church that we become way more audaciously vulnerable than I think most people in their lives by telling people what we're aiming for. Again, I just told you that I'm, now some of you are going to go, how are you doing on your 50 push-ups? Ah. Right? But I welcome that. I really do. And I want you to get to the place where you can welcome that as well. Because I don't, I don't want to lose traction. I think this is so, this concept that Paul talks about in this text in chapter three, talking about goals and not, and not giving up what we've already attained. Man, I think if, if we want to live a life that's unstuck, I think we've got to do both of those things. And I think we've got to be really real with each other. And so our second point today, people, unstuck people will take the lead in their life by keeping the weight off. Make some good things to consider today. Two things to take the lead in our life, to, to live unstuck, right? Just to, re, just to recap. Unstuck people take the lead in their life by one. Let me bring that up and the next one up. Should be another slide up there, I think. Is there one up there? Or no? That's okay. Just to repeat, regularly taking aim, right? We've got to keep the weight off. All right? Uh, doing so, I think quite often, I think if we can do this, uh, we will more regularly see breakthrough in our life. And again, I think that most of you probably want that as well. So why don't you stand? And we're going to move into a time of responsive worship today and, uh, and prayer. And so as the worship team gets...